Number one, I'm going to give you a little bit of history before we jump in there. Uh, we are we are switching gears. We've we've went through the book of Romans on Sunday mornings, and now I really feel like the Lord is is moving to go through the book of John. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history about the book of John, um, and then we'll get we'll get going here. Uh, who is the writer of the book of John? That would be John the apostle, or who some would call John the beloved. Uh, John the if you'll look uh, it, just as a way of note if you want to take note uh, J- John 21 verse 24 he mentions himself as being the author uh, now what we believe uh, what I've read to, to understand is that this book w- they believe was written between 85 AD and 90 AD um, it was believed to be the la- it is also the last gospel that was written uh, John wrote um, the last five books of the New Testament and uh, this, what many people believe, or many scholars would believe, that this was the very last book that he wrote, was the book of John. And uh, this one is to believe the last of the five books that he wrote. Now, if you'll notice, there are some things to notice about the book of John. In the book of John, there's no genealogies, there's no Christ birth, there's no temptation, there's no transfiguration, there's no details of the Jews appointed by the disciples, there's no parables, there's no ascension. There's no reference to the Great Commission. Those are, those are, all of them are in the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. All of them mentioned or have those, but John does not. John, <coughs> John emphasizes something, and, that's, and he'll note, and we'll notice that in the first five verses that we'll look at today. But John emphasizes that Jesus is the creator. Jesus was the only begotten. Jesus was the Lamb of God, or still is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the I am. And that's the emphasis of John's book is to take the stories that Jesus Christ had. Now, it is a careful selection of of the things that took place. A lot of the other authors of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they went through the life of Christ and just basically told one story after the other. John took specific stories and told us about Jesus, but it was to emphasize him being the Son of God, so that people would know that this is the Son of God. There is no, there is not a, another explanation. He is not, he is not, uh, he, he's not just a good, good miracle worker. He's not just a good man, but he is the Son of God. And John emphasizes this all throughout the book of John. So you have your Bibles open to the book of John. Let's begin reading in John chapter number 1 and verse number 1. Let's all stand if you can, and we'll read verse number 1 through verse number 5, and we will take our text from there this morning. The Word. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not we will stop there and we will begin and and just examine these first five verses this morning what is this text talking about why is the emphasis here is to emphasize that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
So we'll mention three different things this morning about the Word. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. So number one, as we look into this sermon, number one, as we look at the eternal Word. Look in verse number one. <coughs> the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Now you say, now who is the Word? And how do we know who is the Word? You say, well, look in verse number 14. You have your Bible still open. Look in verse number 14. Who is the Word? And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So who was the Word? The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. And so verse number one says, in the beginning was the Word. Who's the Word? That is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You say, how do you know that? Because the Bible says that God is, or Christ, Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You say, that doesn't make any sense to me. What is Alpha and what is Omega? If you will look at the Greek alphabet, the first letter of the Greek alphabet is Alpha. And the last letter of the Greek alphabet is Omega. And so what he's telling us is, is the Word, Jesus Christ, is the Word. And what's the Word? Alpha and Omega. The alphabet, He is the Word. That's who Jesus Christ is. In the beginning was the Word. So when did Christ exist? Jesus did not, Jesus was not born in Bethlehem under a manger. He existed long before that ever began. And you say, how do you know that? In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, the Bible says in Genesis 1, verse number 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. I'm going to tell you that Jesus Christ was with him in the beginning. You say he wasn't. Now listen, I want you to understand this too. Is Jesus Christ is not a created being. He was not created the Son of God. He is the Son of God. The only begotten Son of God. He is not a created being. He is the Son of God. Jesus Christ is in the beginning. You say, how do you know that? The Bible says in Genesis, I, I, in Genesis, the, as he's creating as he's creating this, he's creating that, he's doing all this. And then he says, he, God stops for a second. He says, let us create man in our image. God looked at Jesus and he said, hey, come here. Let's create man in our image. God was talking to his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I know that sometimes it's even hard to understand the best way, the best analogy, the best way that I've ever had it told to me. Now, before I tell that story, the, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. We exist together. We're the same. I and my Father are one. We exist together. We're the same. You say, how is it possible that God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Ghost are all three the same but yet so different? You say, how is that possible? Have you ever taken an egg and took the shell of the egg off and you threw the egg shell to the side? You know what? When you threw that egg shell to the side, guess what it still was? It was still part of that egg. And then you took the white part of that egg and you, and you fried your egg. Hallelujah, right? A, a good fried egg. Can I get a witness? Anybody else? All right. 
good fried egg, and you have the white part of the egg, it's still part of the egg, and if you take the white out and you separate it so you can make a good meringue, right? And you can separate that good white, the white yolk, it's still part, it's still part of the egg, and you take the yellow part of that egg and you divide it from the egg, it's still part of the egg, but every part plays a, a great and tremendous part in being an egg. Without an eggshell, the egg is not whole. And without the egg white, the egg is not whole. And without the egg yellow, the egg is not whole. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God the Father, and, and God the Holy Ghost, they're all three of one part and all exist together. 1 John 5, 7. I'm going to read to you 1 John 5, 7. He says, John, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. Now, <coughs> you say, what's his name? His name is Jesus. How long has he been here? He's always been here. Always was. Always has been here. He didn't begin in Bethlehem. He's always been. Now, okay, so his name is Jesus. Uh, how long has he been here? He's been here forever in the beginning. Look in verse, look in verse number, uh, in verse number four. He said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Uh, I'm sorry, verse number three. All the things were made by him, and without him was not anything made. How do I know that he was in the beginning? Because he made everything. The length that he's been here. How long has he been here? He's been here forever. And who does he stay with? Now, who does, who does God stay with? Who does God stay with? How, where does Jesus live? The, the Bible says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with who? The Word was with God. Who does Jesus stay with? Jesus stays with God. He doesn't stay with Mary Magdalene. He didn't stay with Mary Magdalene when he was here on earth. He stayed with God. That's where Jesus Christ stayed. He lived with God. He was the deity. He is the Word of God. That's who Jesus Christ is. The Word of God. Not only is He the eternal Word, but He's the creative Word. Look in verse number 3. <coughs> the Bible says, All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything that was made. What does that say? What does that, what does that exactly mean? You say, all things... I know what the word all means, and I know what things mean. But the Bible says all things were made by who? By him. Who's him? He is the word. Who's him? Who's the word? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who made everything to everything exactly the way that he wanted them to be made. Now look, he took, he took nothing and made something. What a creator. I heard, it's just a story to illustrate a truth. Atheists and God were arguing one day. And the atheist says, well, I can create my own stuff. And God says, no, you can't. I'll prove it to you. And the atheist begins to get his stuff together and begins to create what he thinks is life. And God says, well, wait a minute. Go get your own dirt. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made. Everything that exists today was made 
by God. Jesus Christ. <coughs> the same. Without him was not anything made. Now, if you'll look again, look in this text, he says, all things. Without him, all things were made, and without him was not anything made. Now, I'm just going to make this statement, and I'll move on. But right here in this verse, guess what there is not room for? There's not room for evolution. There's not room to believe that we've evolved uh, over time, uh, over a time period. You say, how do you know that? Because this verse tells me that all things were made by who? By God. And without him was not anything made. So without the truth of the Bible and without the truth of God, there is no such thing as evolution. We did not evolve from apes. You say, I believe, I believe, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. You say, you do, preacher? Yes. God said it and bang, it was there. I mean, that's exactly what took place. We did not some what, organism some years ago form into some little tadpole and jumped out of the, jumped out of the water. No, God took his time and we, we, God took his time and formed every bit of it and he spoke it with his mouth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let there be this. And God, and it was there. God formed it specifically how he wanted it, when he wanted it, and where he wanted it. Genesis 1, the account, Genesis' account of, of creation is the truth. You say, how, do you, how can you believe that God created everything? Because I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible to be true 100% of the time. All the time. God created this world. And without him, this world would not exist. God did it on purpose. Number one, today we see the eternal word, the creative word. And lastly, number three, the gospel word. Look in verse number four. The Bible says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. You know what? He is the remedy. What's the remedy? Look at this. I, I, just as way as we make our way through this text, but ultimately, in the Bible, death, darkness, <coughs> represent or caused by sin. That's how, that's how we became. You say, how do I? The Bible says it is appointed, Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed unto man wants to die but after this the judgment why does death happen why do people have to die the bible says in romans chapter 5 and verse number 12 wherefore is by one man sin in the world and death by sin so death was passed upon all men for that all have sinned death was caused because of sin and sin causes darkness and darkness causes people to turn away from the light in verse number four he says in him was life and the life was the light of men. Do you know what? Do you know the product of, of sin is death and darkness. The product of salvation is life and light. Someone that doesn't have life and light in their life, do you know what they're missing? Salvation. That's what they're missing. If someone's life is dark and death and sin, their life, it doesn't have the light and the life. Jesus came that we might have life and we might have it more abundantly is what he says. But look at this in verse number five. Not only do we see the remedy, 
<coughs> of the gospel word, but look in verse number five. We see the light, and the light shineth in darkness. He, this light shines in darkness. I don't know if any of you have ever been coon hunting before, but if you ever go out there in the middle of the dark, it's the best illustration I know is because you're in the middle of the dark, and the only thing you have is this light that shines in the middle of the dark. If your light bulb goes out, or if, or if your flashlight goes out, or your batteries run out, you're in trouble because you're in the middle of the dark. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be stuck out in the middle of the dark in the middle of, of the woods somewhere chasing some dog and chasing some coons out there. I don't want to be out there because I need my light in the middle of the darkness. Look, Jesus Christ is the light that shines in the dark world we live in. The Bible teaches us that we are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And we're supposed to, I don't know if you've ever heard the little kid song, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let Satan it out. Look, that light is Jesus Christ. And as a Christian, I'm supposed to shine my light in this dark world because we live in darkness. You say, what causes darkness? Sin causes darkness. Causes darkness. Not only is he the light, not only is he the remedy, but then you also see in this text, in verse number five, look what he says. He says, in the darkness, what? Comprehended it not. What does that mean? They rejected Christ. This light. Now, again, and I say this, he is, he is introducing the Son of God. But he is also, we also have understand that Jesus Christ's life has already taken place. Jesus Christ has already been rejected. Jesus Christ has already been nailed on the cross. Jesus Christ has already been raised from the dead. And so he knows, John knows, that this light came into this world and the darkness comprehended it not. What does that mean? They didn't understand it. They rejected the Lord. They rejected who he was. They rejected what he believed. They rejected his miracles. They rejected his life. They rejected everything that Jesus did. This world rejects the truth still to this day. There are still some who refuse to hear the truth, and the truth the truth shall make you free, and you shall be free indeed. That truth is setting someone free from the darkness in which they live. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, gave us life that we might have. We, he, he, might, he came to give us life. He came to give us light. He is that light. He is that bright light. But this world has darkness. Sin is darkness. Now, I'm just about done. He is, <coughs> Jesus Christ came to show his light. Now, the last thing we'll mention, and then we'll go, we'll all uh, be done. In verse number five, the Bible says, And light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it. Not. Not, that word not, guess what? That word not means that Christ cannot and will not ever be conquered. He can't be. He can't be conquered. Christ can't be conquered. Christ can't be overcome. The Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Christ gives us the strength to overcome the darkness. Christ gives us the strength 
to break through the darkness. Dark, uh, uh, we need light more so now in this dark world than we've ever needed it before. And the only way that we can help this place, the only way that we can help this country, the only way we can help is with the gospel of the word of God. The gospel, the truth. Jesus Christ is the light and he can give life. I, get out of the darkness. Stay out of the darkness. Come to the light where Jesus Christ can give you life. And have it more abundantly. There's, one, there's not one person who has lived for God their whole entire life and looks back on their life and says, Yep, man, I messed up. I, I should have done some other stuff. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you, at, at 33 years old, I'm glad that I've served the Lord with my life. From the time of 14 years old, 12, 14 years old, I, I got called to preach at 14 and I started preaching. I'm uh, 15 years old and I started preaching and I don't regret one minute of it. And I've lived my life for the Lord. I'm going to tell you it pays to serve God. Stay with God. Follow the light. Stay out of the darkness. Now I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to be done. Hey, Christian, follow the light. That lost person. You don't know the Lord this morning. You're living in that darkness. Get out the darkness and come to the light. Don't reject the light. Don't reject the light. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, I pray that you've used me in spite of me. Lord, I pray as we've looked at your life, I thank you for being the word that was in the beginning. 